Welcome to episode seven. In this one, I want to talk about the importance of listening to your gut and how tuning into your intuition is key to your healing. Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Goddard, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening inside you. I will help you find the best habits, discover the best tools, put in place the best rituals as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level becoming the best version of yourself hello I want to talk about that gut feeling that you sometimes get when you should or shouldn't do something or say something or believe someone It's so important and yet we have a tendency to override that feeling and maybe overanalyze the facts that are being presented to us. Have you ever experienced that feeling of butterflies in your stomach when you're getting ready for a date or an interview or perhaps you're going for a test? You might get them when you go to new places or meet new people that you're not really sure what to expect. Underlying this sensation is a network of neurons that they line our gut. It's so extensive that scientists have nicknamed it our second brain. And I've seen reference to it actually being our first brain. And to be perfectly honest, I think we should really be listening more to our gut than we do to our, our, our brain in our head. The human gut is lined with more than 100 million nerve cells. It's practically a brain in itself it actually talks to the brain and it releases hormones into the bloodstream that over a course of about 10 minutes tell us how hungry we are or that we shouldn't have eaten that entire pizza or maybe a lump of cheese. But it does so much more than merely handle digestion or inflict the occasional nervous nudge or flutter. The brain in our body working with the one in our head helps us determine our mental state. We should be listening to it more because it isn't the seat of our conscious thoughts or decision-making. This is the inner standing. This is the inner knowing that something is right or wrong. It's that fleeting thought that something doesn't feel right about a person or a situation. And it's this multitude of neurons in our nervous system that enables us to feel the inner world of our gut and its contents. So it's like a bit like a factory with a conveyor belt that breaks down the food, it absorbs the nutrients, and then it goes on to expel any waste products through various different stages. Michael Gershon, who is the author of The Second Brain, says it requires chemical processing and it requires mechanical mixing and rhythmic muscle contractions to move everything along that belt and equipped with its own reflexes and senses this second brain controls gut behavior independently from our brain the brain in our head doesn't need to get its hands dirty or messy in this business of uh, digestion it's delegated to the gut I will put a link to that article that explains the connection in more detail so that you can do your own research. 
it can be so easy to turn off this uh, communication from our guards. Why would you listen to something that has no way of reasoning why it feels that way? How do you explain that feeling? Have you ever had a bad feeling about something or something just doesn't feel right? Or that might even be a person. And it's likely that if you've been in an emotionally abusive relationship that you turn this off. If you ever mentioned a feeling or emotion, or if you suspected something that didn't feel quite right about the relationship, you might have found that your version of events was changed. It's gaslighting, where you were given a reason for something happening, or you were picking up on something not feeling right, and you'll be told that you've got it all wrong, and the story there was a story that was created around it as to why you were wrong and why you would feel that way and your version was wrong. And you were gaslit basically. So the next time it happened, you might have mentioned it again and I'm getting this really weird feeling or vibe or something doesn't feel right. And once again, you're told that you've got it all wrong and they said blah, blah, blah. They didn't actually mean what they said and blah, 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 you were too sensitive. And it happens again a third, a fourth, a fifth time. And you're telling yourself this story now of how you've got it all wrong. Maybe I've got it all wrong. And you can think of it as two dancers doing a tango. And as you start to move in one direction where your gut is screaming, stop, this is dangerous. Your partner changes direction. And in the cycle of abuse, they're guiding you back to that idealization stage where you're the best thing that ever happened to them. You're the only person that's ever understood them and you get swept back off your feet again and they prop you back up on to the pedestal. And it's this combination of confusion that stuns the guard. It doesn't actually know now what to, um, to believe. And also your brain is being trained during this period of time to one, not listen to the gut, but to two, go in search of all these scenarios where the abuser has done really good things, has been really nice. And this is what you're doing. You're, you're looking and searching and overriding all the evidence that says this is abusive and this is wrong. You might remember the story of the emperor and his new clothes. So this emperor is very fond of clothes and all he does is actually spend all his money and his time on clothes or getting dressed. He doesn't, he doesn't rule the kingdom as such. And one day, um, it's a very happy place, but one day these two swindlers walk into his town and they make it known that they're weavers and they say that they are the best weavers. Uh, they produce these amazing fabrics. So they made a claim that this cloth had a wonderful way of becoming invisible to anybody who was unfit for their office or who was unusually stupid. And the emperor thought, wow, I need that because, you know, that's it would be really helpful for me to see who's really stupid and who are the really wise people that are around me. So he paid them a large amount of money uh, to start work. So they set up some looms and pretended to uh, weave the emperor keen to find out what was going on, sent one of his um, aides down to find out what was happening. And this old minister goes in and says, I've come to see what's going on. The weavers show the empty looms. And he thinks to himself, wow, I, I didn't realize I was stupid. I can't see anything at all. So he just went along, you know, um, saying, oh yes, I can see the amazing colors and what amazing pattern. And he's thinking, I can't, I'm not a fool. Wow, I'd never have guessed that. I must be unfit for my, uh, for my position, but I can't let anybody know. So he goes back and tells the emperor, yep, 
absolutely beautiful, amazing. You're gonna love this material. And then the emperor goes on a little bit longer and he's getting impatient, so he sends somebody else along. And, and they go in and exactly the same thing happens. He goes back and says, oh, wow, honestly, it's amazing. So the emperor then decides he would like to go along and have a look and he walks in he can't see anything but then he thinks well this is awful because like, I, I i didn't think i was a fool and then he starts questioning am i actually unfit to be the emperor of this kingdom you know what am i going to do but he goes along with it and says wow this is a really pretty i love it um and when's it going to be ready and they set a date for a procession and the emperor arrives with all of his noblemen and uh, the swindlers hold up the things and say here's the trousers and here's your coat and here's your mantle and they're as light as anything anyone would uh, imagine they're not actually wearing anything and the swindlers say let us help you get dressed the swindlers pretend to put on these new clothes and Emperor looks round he can't see anything and everyone says to him how well he looks he looks amazing in these clothes aren't they becoming they fit so well and off he goes and the noblemen who are there to carry his train they stoop down and reach for the floor as if they're picking something up and they just pretend to lift and hold this train high this mantle high so nobody would admit that they had nothing to hold and off the emperor went in the procession and everybody in the streets came or they were um, lining the streets or hanging out of windows saying oh how fine the emperor's new clothes are don't they fit him to perfection see how long that train is nobody would confess that they couldn't see anything for that would prove that they were unfit for the position or that they were a fool and then there's a child in the crowd and he just says but he hasn't got anything on. And his father says, oh, he didn't say anything. You didn't hear anything. And then one person after another says, what did that child say? Oh, he says he hasn't got anything on. A child says he's not wearing anything. And then somebody else says, but he hasn't got anything on. And then one by one are admitting that actually this is, this is all a lie. So the emperor then, he suspects that he was right all the time. And, um, but he continues and he walks more proudly than ever and his noblemen walk behind him pretending. And perhaps your gut could be that little child. Your body knows. Your body knows what's going on, uh, but your mind has been convinced that something isn't right. Our bodies are very powerful and they communicate to us. They hold information. It's not just in the mind. Just like uh, having a filing cabinet full of information, our minds can go searching and make a judgment based on the outcome of another situation that's very similar. So I put my finger on a hob, uh, that's gonna hurt. So the last time I did it, I had a blister, it throbbed for two days, kept me awake for the first night. It's that information, so when you go to do it again, it's pulling up this, this, um, these facts. And similarly, the pain of a situation can hurt us. It, it can be manipulated by people that we believe are there to help us, that care for us and protect us. Trauma bonding is the creation of bonds by a person who we believe cares about us. They did it for their own protection so that they wouldn't be abandoned themselves. And when we're no longer of use to them, they walk away. And that's why it's so painful and it's so difficult to let go of these people 
that's why you turn your gut feelings and your intuition off. Your gut is your intuition. The abuser doesn't want you realizing what is really happening. So they trick you into believing their version of events. They place themselves as the main caregiver in your life. And then you turn to them, this person that's abusing you, you turn to them for protection. It happens in all sorts of relationships, not just romantic. It happens in family units, in the workplace, even governments use this tactic. If your gut is telling you something is off, it usually is. Your gut speaks to your brain and it tells it what's actually going on. It isn't the other way around. It's your gut that is the first brain. So healing emotionally from abusive relationships is crucial for your recovery. The patterns get repeated until we change something. The cycle of abuse runs from idealization, devaluation to discard. And there's lots of mini discards until that final one. And this is repeated over and over again until we get the courage to say, stop, I've had enough. It's like getting a, a stick and poking it in the spokes of a bicycle. You might go flying over the handlebars, but I promise you the recovery from that injury is worth it. Healing the original wound is working on what caused it, what allows you to stay in that relationship, what made you think that that relationship wasn't abusive. I promise you, you can get through this and you can create the most amazing life. If you're in pain at the moment, you've come over, you've fly gone flying over your handlebars and you've hurt yourself. Ground and breathe, learn box breathing. So that's breathing in and counting, holding and counting, breathing out and counting and holding and counting and then just repeating and repeating that help you balance everything and help you um, stay in your body the most important part of this now is staying in your body if you'd like to find more information out on the work that i do visit my website thedivorcesanctuary.com please come and join me over on facebook i've got two groups uh, one for women one for men both called the divorce sanctuary um be more than welcome and um it's just to help everybody on this journey understand what's going on and um, heal on such a deep level because that's what we need to do sending you loads of love until next time